What's up, people of the world? As you may or may not know, it is time once again for Max Fund Drive. Max Fund's business model is artist-owned and audience-supported. That means when you become a member, you are directly affecting our ability to continue this show, as well as Max Fund's ability to plan for other future shows. You're going to be able to choose a monthly amount that's comfortable for you. The majority of people give $5 a month or $10 a month, and some upgrade their memberships if they exist already to $20, $35, or even $100 or more per month. It's really about what works for you. We're going to tell you all about it what happens when you become a member and more later on in the show but thank you for your support as a member and as a listener we appreciate you and without any further ado enjoy this episode hello i'm hal lublin and i'm mark gagliardi since the dawn of humanity one issue has gone unsettled with the fate of the world in the balance we're here to settle once and for all beetles or rolling stones that's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Beatles or Rolling Stones? I looked away for that. Whenever I do this, Colin, Colin Hanks, our guest. Hi, Hi, Colin. Hi. We're just going to jump right in. Hey, boys. I just make eye contact with Mark and it makes him uncomfortable. Yeah. And now I'm self-conscious about it. Now with like a it's third person. It's made you in, uncomfortable. Now I'm going to look away. just straight down <laughs> when he <laughs> says, I feel weird. I feel weird doing it. <laughs> it was a little weird to see you just looking down. <laughs> yeah. Beatles or yeah. stones. Yeah. Just nobody look at me. Beatles or stones. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been more ashamed of myself. Oh. Red? I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to. No. I, I, now I feel like the last few episodes I've made it a thing. I didn't mean to make it a thing. I, I should feel bad. I should feel shame when I do it, right? Well, no, you should, look, you should feel shame for some of your decisions that you've made on this show and that you've coerced me into. Well, all the decisions in general led me to having to do that voice at the top of each episode. So I've done this. (laughs) I made my own bed and I laid down on it. I just refuse to look at anybody while I'm there. Tough, but fair. What's wrong with that? Colin, thank you for being here. This is a a doozy. I'm excited. And you are a rock and roll guy. I am. Can you just run us through a little bit your relationship with uh, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones? Uh, Music in general. I mean, you've got your documentary. I got a Tower Records documentary. I made a documentary about the Eagles of Death Metal. Yeah, I'm a music fanatic. Freak. It is in the blood. I cannot live without it, nor, nor would I want to. So to come in on this one... Yeah. Beatles or Stones? Yeah. This is it's the big one. I mean, this is a, 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 a which came first, the chicken or the egg type thing. I don't, yeah. I don't know if we're gonna get to the answer, guys, but we're gonna get to the we're answer. Get to yeah. the answer. That's right. Yeah. We're gonna do it. We're gonna get through it. By the way, the, the documentary about Tower Records was just called "All Things Must Pass." Yes, it's so good. And I, and I appreciate when, it, that. when it came out, I went and got it and watched it. Oh, I, I don't appreciate even know that. if I told you. Maybe I did. Maybe I sent you a text. If I didn't. It was so good. And if, if you like music, it's a great portrait of sort of w- like what retail music looked like and this giant mm-hmm. that sort of sprung up. Yeah. And, and the highs and lows. I remember going to Tower Records in Philadelphia. Yeah. Growing up. Like, oh, of course. Not only did you go to get CDs or albums or whatever, but you would go there to get tickets. Like Concert it was like tickets. the place to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I was on Sunset today and I saw just the front, the sign. We still have the sign up. That was from our, our party. We did a, a, wow, a premiere wow. party and we were able to convince the, the people that had the building at the time to, to paint it up, uh, in the old, uh, orange and, uh, 
That's very cool. And that they left yellow and red. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, like I, I, I can't, still exists. I cannot believe that it's still up yeah. now, like four years later. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy, but thank you. And Hey, by the way, yeah. all things must pass. Also a song written by, uh, George former Harrison. Beatles. Yeah. So yeah. you see, it's already in your head. It's, it's a, a vicious circle guys. Where do we go from here? <laughs> Which one did you come to first? <sighs> Which one, as in which Beatles or Stones? Because I feel like we we hear both of their songs. We're we're all pretty much the same age to where we where we grew up. Their music was everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I came to the Beatles first. I was I was raised in a Beatles household, and I sort of feel like there are certain acts where it there is that sort of line of demarcation. It's like okay, either you grew up in a Beatles household or a Stones household. Yeah. Either you grew up in a Springsteen household or a Billy Joel household. Like right. I feel yeah. like there's very definitive lines. And and but those are the pairings. It's not like there is No it's not it's not Beatles, <laughs> Stones, Joel. No, 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 no. It's always it's either always or binary. it's always binary. It's always either or. So in 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 in, in my house it was uh, it was Beatles. That that was it. My parents were big Beatles. Beatles fans. Uh, my mom was a huge Beatles fan. Yeah. Uh, my dad is a massive Beatles fan. Sure. Um, and so that was what was playing. That was that was really what was uh, what was going on. And it wasn't until uh, much later that then I realized, like, oh, well, my friend Will, he comes from a Stones household, and so I sort of got <laughs> to got to understand a little bit more of uh, of what the Rolling Stones offered. So it's I, I'm much more Beatles versed mm-hmm. than I am Stones, but I uh, like this uh, the Rolling Stones are the Rolling Stones. Like yeah. there there there's so much there. So this is a uh, this is a there's a lot here, guys. Yeah. There's a lot here. Yeah. Um, just generally speaking, did you grow up a did you grow up an album person or a singles person? Um, I guess really. I mean, I guess albums. I started off with albums, yeah. um, and then once I was able to start like buying my own. Like I didn't go to a candy store. I went to record shops, right, and right. and once I realized, like, oh, well, maybe for those ones that you're not quite sure about, like, maybe get the single first, yes. and then decide yeah. if you the want to cardboard sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, yeah. Want, you don't want the full clear plastic. Well, let's tape not yet. go full, you know, hard plastic. Let yeah. Let's go with that cardboard just to see if we like this EMF band. Um, <laughs> and so that was really sort of where I uh, I got, you know would go for those more like unknown things where I sort of like roll on the dice a little bit. But, but predominantly it was, you know, the cassette tape of the full album. That, yeah. that was really sort of my bread and butter. Well, CDs came along late enough that you had either, you know, wax or you had a cassette where yeah. you either are sitting there fast forwarding to try to get to where your song is. Can I just say, just I so often hear through. vinyl and not wax. I don't know and why. when you say wax, <laughs> it makes me think of Edison cylinders. Well, that's what I like, listen to everything you on. Had, you had Edison cylinders where you would fall right yeah. his <laughs> Didn't you have that really great album that was just a guy making a phone call to his secretary? <laughs> It was so good. He just calls him in the room. Forgive me. I didn't mean to. It's unbelievable. I, I couldn't think of the yeah. word. Bond. Well, but once those CDs came out and you could fast forward to just the song number that just right game, away, it was changer. total game changer. Yeah. And you were like, but wait a minute. I can't like just press stop, walk away for 45 minutes and come back to the same part of the song. I have to like yeah. press pause. Like that tripped me up a little, like a little bit. Yeah. And then I realized maybe just start the song over if you come back 45 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's an option. Yeah, you, you could do that. The beginning of that song, anyway. Unless that song was like Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Yeah. You were right at the end when you had to leave the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come back and like, I don't want to listen to nine more minutes yeah. of this. Yeah, I mean, I, I really did. I was much more of the CD era than yeah. I was the, the, the record era. Yeah. Um, that the CD era was really sort of my bread and butter. I mean, I, I remember very vividly going to the Tower Records and going buying CDs in the old, you know, cardboard long boxes yeah. and stuff yep. like that, which were really only created so that they could fit in the bins for the records. Is that, it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. If you lined two of them up, it would equal one LP. I know. Uh, so it's basically just the people in the music industry saying like, we're too lazy. We're not going to rebuild these, <laughs> build new these fixtures. No, no. You're going to use the same fixtures. Um, so the yeah, CDs was really sort of uh, was, was my thing. And ironically, the Beatles releasing their music on CD, that was a massive part of my childhood like remembering like my parents being like oh man we have these on cd now. Yeah. like listen to how much better these sound even though they technically did not sound that much better um <laughs> uh but like so that was really the beatles cds i mean when did the beatles cds come out were they they were late to the game well so how oh, i'm gonna be early 90s uh, well i remember when that yeah. that big beatles like Two disc, uh, oh, the blue and red. The, yeah, where they had, oh, where there was, there was like the, yeah. the green side of the apple and the white side of the, yeah, 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 yeah. apple. The, well, that one, that one was not just the, a, not the uh, blue and red. You're talking about the anthology. The anthology. The anthology. Yeah, the anthology. I mean, that was, yeah, that was early 90s, but I think their, their albums came out very, very early on in the CD. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that was really sort of more late 80s. Um, I'm a little bit rusty on, on, on this knowledge. I, I you're right. Yeah, but late 80s was there. really sort of the, the main time and it wasn't until really I, I sort of feel like and this could be totally me making it up yeah uh, beep bleep um <laughs> but uh it's a music uh, it's a music one guys we're gonna we're gonna go there yeah um but i sort of feel like it wasn't until the beatles started releasing stuff on cd that people were like oh oh the cds are here to stay oh, yeah um oh, yeah, sure. that's them putting their that, stamp on. it yeah. kind of happened the same way with uh iTunes. Yeah, when very much finally so. Finally, the Beatles were like, you know yeah. what? Okay, this is what's happening. This is where the catalog. Yeah, from. and ironically, both have gone the way of the dodo, and now it's just streaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when they came to to Apple Music or yeah. whatever it was called, iTunes at the time, yeah. like that was a huge deal. Yeah, like, big. There they, were they billboards around out, LA. Yeah, oh yeah, television commercials. Everything. Totally, for sure, for sure. I remember being in high school when the when the when their BBC recordings came out. All the oh radio yeah, show that they were doing. And I thought that was the biggest deal. And I started hunting down like their stuff with Tony Sheridan. Absolutely. Just the, the Beatles is a band, like their cultural impact. The li- if, live at the Beeb. If you're creating a, a, a scorecard for them in terms of cultural impact, there's just no question. They're, they're the apex. Yeah. They, they, they are the absolute apex. And yeah. I mean, even if you look at, um, I mean, take that anthology, uh, documentary. There's not another band on earth. That is going to have a nine-hour documentary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just not. It's just not so going it's like to a exist. Band that existed that wrote two hundred and thirteen songs <laughs> that existed for ten years. Yeah. So, like, they are. I mean, uh, the uh, above all be all. I mean, it sort of sounds like we've made our decision already, which is uh, we're going to be talking more. Don't worry. We'll get. We'll, we'll get, get stones. We'll get, we'll get into the stones. We'll yeah. get there. We're, we're talking about the Beatles. But the right. but the Beatles really. I mean, everybody points to them as just sort of like, well, mm-hmm. so there was that. And then there was everything after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that doesn't uh, mean that there isn't plenty of other stuff that is uh, uh, 
equally as good, but their their place in history, the time that they existed, they were in the the perfect place at the perfect time with the perfect attitude, and that's why and the perfect two people to lead the charge of doing it. Oh, absolutely! I mean, the two of the best songwriters of all time, and you yeah. could are you going and you can argue a third also thrown in there, yeah. you know, coming off the bench with, with George Harrison. I mean, but I mean Lennon McCartney, it, it, that you can't. You can't really top that. And they were the, were they the first, like, or the first just huge act that wrote their own songs? That's a really good question. Yeah. I mean, I sort of feel like, I mean, really, if you're really going to break it down, you, you got, you almost have to talk about what the music culture was like just before the Beatles like broke. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and, and that really, it wasn't a rock and roll pop. <laughs> kind of atmosphere that that didn't really sort of exist in in the way that that everyone sort of assumes now that doesn't say that there wasn't the 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 prototypes of all of that you know obviously there was you know the music charts had been established and sort of had been a thing and and obviously there's you know the people that influenced the beatles like chuck berry and you know all of these other great but you know rhythm and blues acts all the southerners from the 50s yeah exactly um but like in terms of like mass culture, the only other act really was Elvis mm-hmm. prior to the Beatles. Like yeah. that was it. Like Elvis was kind as of like giant acts go, right? as giant acts go. But, he, you know, Elvis wrote a lot of songs, but he also had a lot of people write him yeah. songs. Elvis, he also, uh, Elvis put his name on a lot. Of yeah. Songs. Well, yeah, right. he put his name on a lot of stuff, too. Love Me Tender, written by the person who wrote it and yeah. Elvis Presley. Yeah, but like, he okay. also, but they, but he was also responsible for doing tons of standards as well. Do you know he still had that like that crooner sure, wasn't his? Yeah, loose weight shoes wasn't his. But he had that that vibe of like he could he could uh, uh, play guitar uh, all by himself and you would be totally captivated, or you could see him perform in you know with an orchestra. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. big band. Like he would do all that. But the Beatles. If you look at it, like even when they started off, I mean, they were doing some covers on those early records, um, but eventually they were just, they were only doing their own stuff. Yeah. yeah. There was no sort of standards. And, and, and what's crazy when you actually really look at it is the kind of, you know, most people just sort of point to the sitar, but if you look at all of the different kinds of music that the Beatles actually incorporated and turned the world onto, I mean, even, you know, you can even just point at all the Paul stuff that he yeah. did yeah. Uh, with like show tunes and, and ragtime music and all these things. Like the fact that they were able to take that, make it their own and incorporate that into, into pop music. Uh, and combine that with, with rock and roll. I mean, that kind of stuff is, is, you know, when you look back, you just go, Oh my God, they, they changed yeah. everything. Well, that's one yeah. of the early, like most glaring things to me is the instrumentation as a difference between the two bands. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that aside from their pseudo Sergeant Peppers, uh, what's it like? Schizo- Schizoids Murder Train, <laughs> the, uh, the album that the Stones did. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like aside from that album doing some crazy stuff. It feels like they were, nope, we are hard guitars, drums, bass, rock and roll. 
A lot of it, sort of for the most part, but like as compared to the Beatles, right? Yeah. But when you listen to like Sticky Fingers mm-hmm. and they're combining country and rock in a way, but like it's the still co- with the same. The cover, the cover that the Beatles did of Act Naturally was like a cover of Buck Owens, who was a cover yeah. of somebody else. Yeah, they just took a popular song, and did their version of it. Yeah, yeah. In terms of combining like a country and western sound with rock and roll, or like that right. honky tonk kind of rock and roll sound, that's something that they. Kind of the stones. pioneer the stones. Yeah, but I'm and, talking specifically about instrumentation. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, there, see, there, I think there's a really interesting sort of like diversion point, and and it, it actually sort of is 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 facilitated by by the Beatles, and actually really more the Beach Boys with Pet Sounds. But right. there are two very definitive uh, eras of the Beatles. There's the hard rocking Beatles, yeah. that is the Cavern Club, Hamburg-inspired Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand, She right. Loves You, yeah, 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 all that sort of stuff, the kind yeah. of stuff where you, you can't help but get up and, and, and dance. Mm-hmm. And then there's... Sergeant Peppers and kind of everything right. after that, you yeah. know, which is really more which like was an answer to Pet Sounds, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much everyone heard Pet Sounds was like, oh, uh, well, how do we? <laughs> yeah. What do we? How, and the Beatles <laughs> were like, we, I maybe get on a plane. Yeah, Where maybe, maybe, Don't ask. Just get maybe plane. we've got an idea, and yeah. they come up with something that is arguably, you know, the most important album uh, of all time, and that is the the demarcation line. The Stones never really had that now i'm gonna get into it here yes i think one of the hardest problems with this stones beatles thing is Mm -hmm. that the beatles are finite whereas the stones are not yeah the stones are still around they put an album out in 2016 they're still playing they're still putting literally right now yes they're probably in fact i know for a fact that they're gearing up for a tour like soon like they're they're going back on the road very very soon so it's it it's it's almost unfair because we can look at the Beatles and all of it is in the past. Right. Whereas with the Stones, you know, you could make the argument, well, maybe they shouldn't have gone on for that long. Like, right. do we need anything after Steel Wheels in 1988? Right. And and I'm not here to dismiss Bridges to Babylon or any of the things that came You're after Steel Wheels. Bridges to Babylon. Um, but like. But the fact is, is that the Beatles, so much of, of, of what everyone knows about the Beatles is, is already it passed. Mm-hmm. In so much as we know the two eras of those Beatles, the early ones and the late ones. Whereas the Stones, they are, they are a, 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 <laughs> they're an amorphous, breathing, living thing that is actually still going on. Yeah. And, and they have just as, as many, uh, chapters to their story, um, and different, uh, you know, uh, 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 sort of like, uh, uh, periods, if you will, within their music. Yeah. But the one that is constant is that sort of bluesy, dark, mm-hmm. kind of like a little bit more dangerous, you know. Yeah. The Beatles, the Beatles plus a little sex. Yeah. Well, the Beatles are the ones you, you, you introduce your parents to, but right. the yeah. Stones are the ones you want to go out with on Friday. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, and so there, there is a, a component, I think, to the Stones that they almost don't get enough credit mm-hmm. for just how much they did for music. And now, yeah. and you can even just go like in the 60s, what they did for music in the 60s, what they did for, you know, music 
music in England in the 60s. Like yeah. they influenced probably just as many bands, if not more bands, um, than, than, than the Beatles did because of that blues component, which the Beatles never had. The yeah. Beatles never played blues. No. They, they were not sort of like it, bluesy early, but that was, yeah, but that was, but that was really more rhythm and blues. That yeah. was really yeah. more sort of like, let's get up and, and, you know, scream, uh, until we can anymore and we'll have a good time because we're young and, 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 and we're on uppers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> whereas, whereas, uh, the Stones, they got, you know, d- dirty. They mm-hmm. got boozy. They, you know, they smoked too many cigarettes and they had those, you know, later nights and they would go and record in weird places and, you know, the outskirts of, you know, the, the French countryside, yeah. you know, and, uh, weren't sure if they were going to make it out of their life. Do you know what I mean? So like, there's just so many different sort of, uh, uh, versions of the Stones, and really, there's only two of the Beatles. So it, it's kind of like a little bit apples and oranges, but yet right. they're both like the most important fruit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's weird that it can be apples and oranges when we are comparing British bands that appeared in the United States in 1964 and made rock and roll music. Like you can't get more parallel than that, but you can't get more dissimilar. So let me ask you guys this then. How do you want to break this down? Do you want to uh, pit like a few, we can take a different, a few different tactics. We can pit best album versus best album. We can pit, I mean, and all of these can become criteria. We can look at, we can look at influence, obviously. I'll tell you what, Mm -hmm. hold that thought. Okay. Let's take a quick break. Okay. The first break of this Max Fun Drive. Oh, yeah. To tell people what it's about. And then we come back. We'll establish the ground rules and we'll go at it. It's Max Fun Drive. Yeah, surprise. Tell us about Max Fun Drive, us. Here we go. As you mentioned before, it's Max Fun Drive, and we talked about what your membership means to us. We also get comments from you, the members of the Max Fun community, about what Maximum Fun means to you. And I have one here from Marissa in Magnolia, Alaska, who says, Just getting my regular podcast in my feed has been a welcome distraction from all the craziness. Thank you so much for all you guys do. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. This is a a very strange time we're living in, and we're blessed to be here and a part of helping people in our own small way get through it. And also, there's a lot of worthy causes right now that could use your support. And we know that some people are not in a financial position to be a Max Fund member. We completely understand that. But if you are in a position to invest in this show, we really do appreciate you supporting our ability to make it. Here's how you do it. You go to MaximumFund.org slash join, and you'll see all the different ways that you can give. Again, most people choose $5 or $10 per month. Some support at $20 per month or more. We're truly grateful for whatever level of support you're comfortable with. It's very easy to put your credit card information in. That's how the money comes out. And make sure that you tell people the shows you listen to, including ours, that's how we benefit directly from your recurring monthly contribution. And of course, as in all other Max Fund drives, there are gifts. We've got a lot of really fun stuff for you this year, some fun surprises, new pins. And this year, we've also put together the Max Fund Game Pack, which includes a set of Max Fund branded dice in a velvet bag with the rocket logo that we all know and love, as well as a deck of custom Max Fund inspired playing cards. Each of the face cards holds several designs that nod to different shows on the network. There's so many great shows on this network, including our 
our friend Janet Varney's show, The JV Club, which you've got to listen to if you have not yet. I also want to give a shout out to our sister podcast, Can I Pet Your Dog, hosted by Renee Colvert and Alexis Preston, doing great work for all of the dog lovers and just people who love hilarious hosts. They're working so hard as we're all going through this to make sure they have something meaningful to share with you. And we're so grateful to those of you who support our ability to do this show, all of us, and be part of this network, not just for ourselves, but for all the people who enjoy what we do. You're supporting all of them as well and can continue to do so because of your membership. So, again, if you have the wherewithal to do it, go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Become a member today or upgrade your existing membership. You get all sorts of gifts, but more importantly, you're supporting us and all the other hosts on the Maximum Fun Network. Now back to the show. All right. Okay. We're back. Yeah. Um, In an instant. So do we look at, like, Sticky Fingers versus Sergeant Pepper, which is impossible because they're so... I don't think you can... I don't think you can do that. Or do we look at 68 to 72 for the Stones versus the 10 years of the Beatles? I mean, I feel like that could be part of it, but I I think you... You you almost have to even the scales. Mm -hmm. So because the Beatles were... Only for a, a very condensed amount of time. I mean, yeah. ten years. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah. The amount of ground that they covered, and yet the the Stones they were you know they started maybe only two years I think maybe three years after the Beatles first started recording, but they didn't have their like what I think is their first really like flawless perfect uh, record, Sticky Fingers. Yeah. That's not until seventy one. Yeah. Yeah. The Beatles are already done by that point, so. Like I, the seventies are such an important era for the Stones that I sort of feel like you you can't go t- tit for tat. You really can't. Now I I'm going to admit something. I cheated and I I found an article oh. that broke down something. You brought literally the paper broke with it down. You. You're I pulling love pages out of your pocket. I'm pulling pages <laughs> Look at this. out of my pocket. Now, I don't mean to like steal from something else, but I, I no. think this is an interesting way of breaking it down and we can discuss it on our own. Okay. You, I swear that you have pulled a paper printout of an article that I read earlier and sent to Mark. Does, oh, did it, you? Does, does it this? give the five criteria? Yes, yes. the five criteria. Yes. Okay. So we definitely have to give a shout out to whoever wrote this article. Okay. So this is Paste Magazine. Yes. Uh, May 23rd, 2018 yeah. uh, by uh, Michael Salfino is yes. the writer's name. And basically, he asks, you know, Beatles or Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. um, and he breaks it down into five different categories. The categories are intervention, inspiration, best peak work, durability, and diversity. Now, he breaks mm-hmm. it down. I mean, we all read it. He yes. breaks it down pr- quite well. The, you opened up some opened sparkling water. I just was. want that the, wasn't Colin. I want the listeners to know what that was. <laughs> that was uh, that was that paper just spontaneously combusted. Um, it just vanished. Now, I, you know, I, 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 uh, I don't want to get into like the just regurgitating what this article was, yeah, but well, I thought I, that was a did, super I, fascinating I, way of breaking it down. I stopped, it that's why I stopped. Yeah, I read the criteria and then I went, I don't want to read his arguments on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And that, the, so. the, the, if you want to check it out at yeah, home, you can, you can read the article and I, and I think it's really good. And I think the way that maybe at the end we'll see where, 
where this this phantom member of our table here, yeah. where, where they land. But I really <laughs> like the idea of like trying to start with those five things that are actually really sort of quite vague and, and, and yet also mm. incredibly specific at the same time. Sound good? Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. I, I, this, something I thought of, like, yeah. talk about innovation, intervention, whatever it is. Is like intervention the, a Disney word? Yeah. It's intervention. Yeah, interventions. Yeah. I yeah, remember in the back. Rest in peace, in, interventions. In, interventions. There's just like no doubt that, that the Beatles would win that in a larger scale, right? The, yeah. The way they, as far as innovation because goes. as they changed, music changed with like they were creating a, a ripple effect with everything that they did. Absolutely. I, I, with, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, Sgt. Pepper's yeah. Lonely Hearts Club Band. I like bet the, that the push seals the, the deal. That seems like it was the Beatles' yeah. goal. And it didn't even, seem like it was the Rolling Stones. Even that MO. bridge, that bridge to, the two album bridge of Rubber Soul and Revolver. Yes. Even those changes were like, oh, I guess that's what we're all going to sound like. Well, and, yeah. and those two albums, I would argue, are my favorite Same. Beatles albums. And they're kind of like, they're just a, a two disc album for yeah. me. Yeah. Like, cause those two are, is the best combination of that young rocking Beatles that I really love, yeah. as well as the, the sort of sonic innovation that comes much, much later. Yeah. Um, Revolver plays like, a very cool rock musical to me. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, not only, uh, the fact that, you know, that's where we're first hearing the sitar and stuff like that, but that's where they're playing guitar solos backwards and, you know, using all of these different sounds that are then, you know, I can't remember what it was, but there was something about, um, and tomorrow never knows, like it's not actually seagulls, but it's like someone laughing or something like that. I, I can't remember. Oh, I've, wow. I've heard so many different things, but like yeah. their innovation in and of itself is, is just insane. And, and by the way, um, did you guys listen to the, they, a few years ago, I want to say maybe it was a year and a half, two years ago, they re-released Sgt. Pepper's and it was like a they they had gone back to all the masters. They gone back time. to all the masters, yeah. and they tweaked things a little bit mm-hmm. the way that they you know uh, had KPC initially wanted played to. it in its entirety. Yes, and I listened to it when they played. So it. the yeah. thing that was most fascinating about this, and it was something that I had never heard up until this came out, was just how altered John Lennon's voice was on Sgt. Pepper's. No kidding. That jo- that he hated the way his voice sounded. Now, right. I think he's one of the best singers of all time. <laughs> sure. But he hated the way his voice sounded and he, ch- he hated it so much that he changed it just enough that it made him feel better. But for everyone else, you just thought it was, Oh, well, that's, that, that's his voice. That's John Lennon's wow. voice. Right. And so even that amount of mm-hmm. detail, just, just in that alone, never mind. All of the other gigantic, huge, huge, huge stuff that they made, uh, in, in the recording studio. I mean, you, you have to give it to them. You, you um, yeah. innovation, you absolutely have to. But, but on the other side of that, just to, cause I know we can all sit here and gush about the Beatles all day, all night. Mm-hmm. The Rolling Stones internally, I think, found a way to evolve without changing. If you listen to, to Satisfaction and then listen to, um, their their disco stuff in the seventies, even down to start me up later yeah. on. Yeah. It all has their sound, but they figure out ways to evolve and like sort of stretch. They never, I don't think they ever left where they were, but they always stretched out and found a different way. And Sticky Fingers is a great, yeah. Like just every track on that feels different, but it's you know it's their. They have a it's very they know who they are, world, yeah. but they're absolutely they'll play around. Like my favorite rock so- so- uh, song was Sitar, and it's painted black. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't get any of the Beatles stuff with it that, that, that they had. Like, those are my least, maybe my least favorite tracks. Yeah. Just you because know? it felt like George was like, what if I played the sitar for, you know, be crackles if I played it for 20 minutes. And everyone else track. was just high enough to say, yeah. yes, that's yeah. a great Go idea. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's Please a, do it. What a great new instrument you've, you've, it, you've got there, George. That's what, that's what I think made it so surprising. I mean, later on, you got hints of the songwriter George was. Yeah. But that first double album when he finally yeah. broke free is oh, like, yeah. here's every song I wanted to write that I couldn't get on an oh, album absolutely. because the two guys – uh, I think yeah. two of the greatest songwriters of all time. Yeah, I'm, I'm the third greatest songwriter ever. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm in a band with number one and number yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. Well, see, but you, I think you bring up a really important point, especially with the Stones, and, and it sort of goes into what I was saying earlier in terms of they're still around. Yeah. They actually had to find the way to survive decades mm-hmm. and decades and decades, where the Beatles, they never even made it past one decade. They just did one and that was it. Do yeah. you think that part of it is that they did so much that they did that they did so many different styles so many different things that it was that's harder to maintain than what the stones because the stones to me have a sound that is the stones like if i think about the beatles i put them in a on a blank white canvas if i think about the stones i put them in a dingy bar with uh yeah beer bottles yeah, and, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean and like, totally i think the the stones were allowed to have their own lives and the Beatles never were allowed to have their own lives. Yeah. I feel like How much of this do you think is backstage? Well, I mean, I think there's it there, it's there's always part of it. Do you know what I mean? I, the Beatles were the four most identifiable people on the face of the earth. Yeah. Besides the Pope and Elvis. Like that those were the only other two <laughs> that, yeah. that really sort of had it. And so you had a group that could not go anywhere, uh, you know, out without it becoming like a thing. You know, obviously Beatlemania being the, the best example of them running down this, you know, running down the street and getting chased. And I'm not saying it was always like that, but they really, it was, uh, I would say more of a business. Then, yeah. than it was being the Rolling Stones, which is ironic because when you look at the Rolling Stones now, you go, "That's the most successful business there is." Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it took a, it took time for them to get there, but the the Stones could go and fuck off to France for however long and and go make you know yeah. Exile on Main Street. Like they, they could go do that. The Beatles could never do that. The Beatles, you know, there was a. a I feel like. And this is me totally making it up, but it feels like there was like, no, 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 we're going to go into Abbey Road. We're going to meet up with Sir George Martin. We're going to record whatever it is you guys want to record. And he's going to help you do that. But this is what it's going to be. And they spent so much of their career fighting to get their sort of creativity and their schedule to their own making and own liking. But at that point, it was still, you know, the demand was so high for from the public that they, it just crushed under its own weight. Whereas I think the stones had much more time to be able to grow and evolve, which look, I'm not saying that the stones were not also one of the most popular bands on the face of the planet. Yeah, exactly. They were in a bar band. Yeah. Oh no, not at all. I mean, if Chonga, no, I mean, when, when the, (laughs) you know, when the Beatles, you know, do the uh, big, you know, love uh, uh, world broadcast. Yeah. The stones are in there too. Do you know what I mean? And they're going like, great, we don't have to play. So we can, yeah. you know, w- what do you got? Yeah, I'll take some of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, so like, it almost sounds like the guy with the headset and the clipboard worked for the Rolling Stones, 
but the Beatles worked for their guy with the headset and the clipboard. A little bit, yeah. They just they had they had time to be able to grow and become their own thing and, and find out what their sound was. I mean, the it's funny that you mentioned like sound, because I always sort of go like, who what is the best band that you love so much, they've always been great, and they've never changed, and that's actually a good thing. Right. It's very rare. Yeah. The only example that I can really come to mind off the top of my head is ACDC. Yeah. Very specific. Yeah. 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 Very specific kind of music. There are a lot of people that are like, I do not care for that. I am not thund- Thunderstruck, thank you very much. Right. <laughs> um, whereas the Stones, I sort of feel like everyone can hear the Stones and go like, oh, yeah, Stones. Yeah, they're good. I yeah, like yeah. I like them. Yeah. There's not really a whole lot you can say about them that is bad. Yeah. But that's just because they've had more time than any other band. But that's also the nature of they they sort of grew together. Not that they each didn't go do their own thing, but they were like, "Oh, we're a band." And so where we go, we go together. Yeah. By the time you get to the White Album, it's very clear that there are three guys in Ringo that want to go in different directions. Yeah, and oh, absolutely. Ringo's just like, "Can I sing my one song?" Oh, they're yeah. like, "Yeah, it's fine." But they they're like not working together. Paul's producing all his own stuff. For sure. So they're they're already they they got tired and and certainly a part of that is a function of we're the only four people who have this experience. Yeah. We can't get away from one another. I want to, I want to do my own thing. I'm tired of being the Beatles. Yeah. So Paul's trying to push them in new directions and well, John so, wants to do is, you know, they totally, and the stones haven't really gotten well, there. That was what I was saying they before. Is like, is it that like they just did so much so fast that it's like, guys, I got to get away from this. Had it been slower, would they even have stayed to get like, would they have, would they ever have reunited at some point in the eight? Would they have done Live Aid together I'm if they were all sure alive? they would have? Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think they would have for sure. You know, I mean, that's the thing that I think ultimately makes it so sad is that, you know, it just never, never got to that age. Do you know what I mean? But I, yeah. I think they would have for sure. You know, I think there's another interesting dynamic here that, that, um, it's really sort of just occurred to me. For whatever reason, um, <laughs> we're talking about the Beatles. You're talking about the two best, you know, songwriters uh, in, in history with 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 McCarthy and uh, McCarthy, McCartney and Lennon. Yeah, Andrew yeah. McCarthy. Um, yeah, Andrew McCarthy <laughs> and, uh, and Cynthia Lennon. And Cynthia Lennon. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but um, they both played guitars. They're guitar players. Mm-hmm. They're uh, Paul's bass player, but you know, a multi instrumentalist. But they both play instruments. Mick Jagger's a frontman. Now he plays guitar. But he's not known as the guitar player in the Rolling Stones. He's not known as a guitar player in the Rolling Stones. He's Mick Jagger. He dances. He's the front man. Beatles never had a front man. The Stones Mm -hmm. do. And so the dynamic there between, you know, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, them being the two primary forces in that band, that's a totally different dynamic than – you know, Lennon and McCartney. So like, I feel like there's also like an imbalance there where it's, you know, you can't compare them because they're different. They're different mm-hmm. beasts entirely. Right. Yeah. The Rolling Stones feel like an actual band where you yeah. have the front yeah. man is doing the show. Yeah. Keith, Keith Richards is driving every song with his guitar. Even in the slower songs, they're both doing their thing. Like you can almost hear it's, it's like Mick Jagger is giving a presentation within a song. And then wandering behind him, making great points as Keith Richards with his guitar playing. Yeah, you just hear it like poking in. He mm-hmm. finds he finds like where his spots. He's are. a lead. He's a lead guitarist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And may, maybe the greatest ever. Yeah. Oh, for certainly, sure. Certainly In terms there. of riffs, oh, yeah. my my god, yeah. 
Of course. But with the Beatles, you could say, okay, well, technically George is the lead guitarist. Right. Technically John's a rhythm, but they both solo. They both write their own stuff. You know, they, they were, they were, everybody did everything in, in that band. I think as rock and roll goes, I think Keith Richards did epically more than any member of the Beatles could have done. Absolutely. Um, So as far as like the, I think the, I think the Rolling Stones made better rock and roll music. Yes. Like made Mm -hmm. better, like straight up rock driving bluesy rock and roll music. Yes. Um, I, I totally agree. Yeah. But the Beatles are, you know, uh, the more innovative band. We, we were talking about innovation as yeah. the, as the first. Yeah, yeah, I, just, yeah. I do want to do a quick side uh, sidebar though, and talk yeah. about uh, the monkeys. the front man and a lead. Yeah, the monkeys. <laughs> about, about, here's the thing about Davy Jones, guys. Mickey Dolan's backing him up, like when he had those hearts in his eyes. He had this locker. Yeah, and I <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did. Um, no, the, as far as front men go, and forgive me for sounding like my grandparents right now, yeah. but there is something to be said for, Bing Crosby. Uh, on a, I bet this, in, in my estimation, I've never seen either of them, uh, obviously, uh, I mean, I could see the Stones, but I couldn't see the Beatles. Um, I imagine that Mick Jagger, uh, the Stones with Mick Jagger as a front man are the more compelling live performance than the Beatles, uh, like they would do on Ed Sullivan, where there was not a person in the front, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. as sort of the conductor of this, like, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll orchestra that's playing. As far as recorded albums go, though, mm-hmm. there's something I think to be said for the fact that you can understand every lyric that Paul McCartney sings. Yes. There's so much, of, <laughs> so much of, and that's me sounding like my grandparents. No, that's very you know true what? though. You wrote lyrics. I'd like to hear the lyrics. Yeah. And Keith, turn it down a little. I can't hear what Mick is saying. A little bit. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. Yeah. And that feels like that. There are people that uh, say, and I'm curious what you guys think about this distinction. There are people that say that the Beatles are a pop group and the Rolling Stones are a rock group. Yeah, I yeah. I actually totally agree with that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, in a strange way, you know, people give the Beatles the credit for creating pop music. I think it's absolutely accurate. It yeah. was popular music. Yeah. It was the most popular music of its time. Yeah. Whereas the Rolling Stones were never a pop group. They were yeah. always a rock group. Yeah. Always a rock group. Mm-hmm. And their, you know, rock sort of the, the roots of it came from you know the blues and from country music, and that's. That the they had that on their sleeve, and they they've never tried to really be anything else, you know, with the exception of maybe a couple of those, uh, you know, uh, we're gonna try and do a Sergeant Pepper's type thing. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Suicide Sex Dungeon or whatever it's called. It was was, oh god, I'm gonna try. This is this is the point in the podcast where someone says Google it, but we're not gonna do that. (laughs) We're not gonna look at us. We have no laptops. Look at you. You printed out a web. His Majesty's His Majesty's Secret Service, Satanic Service, something. Some, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, Satan yeah. is in the name. Yeah, so, 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 yeah. Satan's because they're a rock and roll. Band. You guys, Satan's in all the good stuff. Satan's yeah. in, uh, <laughs> always there. Uh, but yeah, they were always a they were always a rock group, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes in the rock groups, you don't have to know what they're saying. Yeah, that's the thing. No, because the lyrics are way more. Yeah, like, uh, that's on third or fourth or fifth list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but then if you do if you listen to that, if you listen to a song like Brown Sugar, you're like, oh, this is about something that nobody in the Beatles came close to touching, which is mm-hmm. like I'm a white guy who is in love with a black girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a huge. 
They were. They you want to talk innovation in or intervention? That was a great, <laughs> what an intervention. intervention. Welcome to Disney. Well, that actually brings, brings to the next thing. Inspiration was the other, uh, was the second of the, uh, the criteria. Does that mean their inspiration or the inspiration that they have given? The well, world? the number and quality of groups that are deemed by music historians and critics to have built their sonic landscape upon their foundation. Oh. So basically they, that inspired Who's the standing most on, groups. Yeah. I want to, Which band has more bands on their I have, shoulders? I have maybe a twist on this. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know they go like, here's a list according yeah. to all music. Yeah, yeah. If you were to pick the most direct descendant of each band playing today, and it could be somebody who's been around for a while, mm-hmm. oh, who, wow. who would you say is the closest to, oh, to one or the other? Is there one that, that stands out to you? See, what's interesting is, and this kind of goes to what you were just saying earlier, Mark, is that I can say, oh, this sounds like the Stones, but really it sounds like rock music. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that sounds like bluesy rock music that I'd hear at a bar. Yeah. Whereas there are very specific sounds where I'm like, oh, that sounds like Sgt. Pepper's Beatles era uh, uh, pop music. It's right. such a variety with yes. the Beatles that, like, yeah. Yes. I feel like there's a very specific kind of sound where you go, that's the Beatles. That is mm. what the Beatles sound like. And it goes from Tears for Fears, Sowing the Seeds of Love, to uh, something else that's probably a little bit more relevant that I can't think of <laughs> off the top of my head. Whereas, you know, with the Stones, I think it's it's, you know, more kind of you know, are you going to go my way, Lenny Kravitz? Again, I'm not speaking in the most most sure. uh, uh, up-to-date terms. Right. But there's that kind of thing. I just feel that on the whole, the mm-hmm. Beatles just inspired so many, so many other groups. Yeah. Both at the beginning with the whole English invasion, A, in which the Stones were part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So part of that technically second wave, at least here in, in, in the States. But, um, just like throughout, like up until now, there's still people that, I mm-hmm. mean, they just, they did so much. Whereas the Stones, I feel like, you almost give that credit more to rock and roll than you do maybe the Rolling They're Stones. They're the best example of rock and roll music. Yes. So how much can be attributed to the Stones and how much can be attributed to rock and roll and how intertwined are they? Yeah. Because the See, question was Beatles versus Stones. The question wasn't which is the greatest rock band of all time, the Beatles or the Stones. Right, but I you know wonder I mean? if it's one of those things where you know, we all grew up with a ton of romantic comedies being made mm-hmm. and released when when we were of age to be watching them. Sure. And then when you go back and watch something that could happen one night, mm-hmm. you go, well, this is just the same formula. Yeah. Like, this is, this is no, romantic no, comedy. The formula. And then you, then you realize, oh, they established everything else. They, they yeah. crawled so everything else could walk, run, yeah. fly. Yeah. And I think to an extent that that's something that – that the Rolling Stones did maybe more than the Who, who came more from the mod movement mm-hmm. in terms of like bluesy rock. Yeah, we're everywhere now, like it's it, the Who's a whole nother. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on their own thing. island. Yeah, right? on, they really they're are an island, island of theatricality. Yeah, they they're, really that are. island is playing uh, Fantasmic from Disneyland at all times. <laughs> at some corner of that island that Roger Daltrey is yeah. on, and like Led Zeppelin too. Yeah, they're, they're kind yeah. of the maybe direct. 
next step of the Rolling Stones, even though yeah. I you can't say that they were they came from it, but they also have that like although I steal blues and make it. Although rock. there is a very specific quote of Jimmy Page, I think it was actually in this article in which he says, "If there, if there were no Beatles, there would be no uh, Led Zeppelin," sure. which feels so like the the opposite of of the case because I, when I think of Led Zeppelin, I think, well, that's all blues, mm-hmm. right. that's all like. We're going to take the blues and we're going to just cram it with all of this other stuff mm-hmm. and then we're going to make it into something completely bigger and, and louder than anything anyone has ever heard before. That yeah. doesn't sound like the Beatles to me. I yeah. think, well, that doesn't necessarily sound like it, but do you think it might be that the idea, and I'm sure that this idea has been around for a long time with all arts and sciences, but innovation as the primary virtue is something that the Beatles dropped. And that they dropped into music, they dropped into comedy, they dropped into, you know, yeah. all arts in general, the idea that innovation is the most important thing. Well, the thing that I loved about the Beatles, truly, is mm-hmm. th- just how much they admit how much everyone else rubbed off on them and pushed them to do better. Yeah, And I think that like fell into almost every single category that they sort of like every part of the sandbox that they played in. Yeah. Music um, is collaboration. Yeah. Music is collaboration. From band to band. But, band yeah. But then also even just like, you know, enjoying the humor of, uh, you know, of Dick Lester and then him, you know, directing a hard day's night. You know what I mean? Like they were constantly, you know, talking about, you know, comedy and books and, and, and they had, incredible senses of humor um which you know a lot of bands don't have um you know but they were they were always saying like no the beach boys were the ones that pushed us to do you know uh uh sergeant peppers but Mm -hmm. then you know but then we heard Jimi hendrix do sergeant peppers the weekend that it came out you know i think it came out on a friday and then Paul McCartney saw Hendrix perform it on a Sunday. You and recorded it, that the song? That, yeah, Sgt. Pepper's like that weekend. Wow. Like Damn. the weekend that it came out. And even Paul's like, uh, wow, that's, well, he's now taking it yeah. <laughs> to some other place. Like, yeah. you know, so like they were constantly just fans and were constantly inspired by, by other people and were very vocal about it. But, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, even Ozzy Osbourne says that yeah. the Beatles were a huge inspiration on him. Even if you look at the Ramones, right? Yeah. Ramones, first punk band, mm-hmm. right? So dangerous when they come. Oh my goodness. So yeah. dangerous, right? You listen to them now. It's pop songs. It's pop music. Yeah. Just yeah. played very loud and very fast, <laughs> which was very uncomfortable for people at the time. But it is yeah. as close to the Beatles as you could get. I mean, it, yeah. it's insane. So I, like for inspiration, I feel like there are tons of people that are inspired by the Stones. There's no mm-hmm. doubt. But the Beatles just left such a mark on music that you just yeah. they 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 win that round. Yeah, yeah. and you can and deify them because they yeah they no longer exist. I like, like that. There's I like- no the Rolling Stones. They can continue yeah. to exist. Yeah, James Dean's people. one of the greatest of all times. He made three movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so this. Best peak work is the next thing. Yeah. Best peak work, I think, is unfair because the Beatles were only around for 10 years. The yeah. Stones were around for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. The Stones have some lean years in yeah. there where maybe they're not that great. But when they're, when they are great, like Sticky Fingers, they're it's perfect. 
perfect. Yeah, yeah. that's a perfect album. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah. It is one singular kind of thing. It's not trying to be anything else. Yeah. It's not trying to push anything. It's just like, this is a rock record. This is what this rock record is going to sound now like. Now we're going to slow it down for one. Still a rock record. Still a rock record. Slow down. Now we're going to play one in 6-8. Still yeah. a rock record. Still a rock yeah. record. Here's another really loud rock yeah. record. Yeah. Um, and so they had like, they had those, those eras, I think they were just spread out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So maybe there isn't no peak era for the Stones, but I would say the 70s, yeah. early 70s. That was there. I think that, that was that there. era of like 68 to 72, there's like four in a row yeah. of those like just great, great rock and roll albums. Yeah. But again, it's all rock and roll music. Yeah. You know? And it sounds good to me. It sounds, yeah. yeah. It's, it's still rock and roll. Right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm from a Springsteen house. I'm from a Springsteen house. There you house. go. But there you go. Yeah. Like for me, I'd say there are three, at least three perfect Beatle albums. I think Hard Day's Night is perfect. I yes. Help is perfect. Yes. I think Rubber Soul is perfect. Yes. Re- Revolver, I love. It hits like, like, if there are, I think there are 12 tracks on it. Yeah. I like 11 of them. Yeah. The, yeah. the sitar, the, um, the, um, I can't even. Norwegian it. Wood? No, not, no, that's on no. Rubber Soul. That oh, one's okay because oh, yeah, yeah. it works to the song. Oh, okay. It's when it's just like, I'm fucking Rubber a sitar oh. in front of you and you're going to listen to it. <laughs> like, I love Sergeant Pepper's What Within You Without You. As soon as I hear like the boom, oh yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I, I ha- how quickly can I hit skip on this? Oh, I'm so sorry, George. Wow. Okay. No, no, but that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I can understand that. I, you know, I, in a strange way, peak Beatles. It's all peak, man. Yeah. It's Ten years. You know, peak. the Beatles were never for me. The Beatles were not because I grew up in a very Elvis house, like oh, you know, okay. Pulp Fiction style. Are you an Elvis house or a Beatles house? I was a uh, an Elvis house. Okay, but so I came to the Beatles more through just singles osmosis over mm-hmm. the course of my life, and I think you know the anthology and greatest hits records when I was a kid. But then when I moved to New York, my roommate had all of the Beatles on vinyl. Yeah. Uh, and so I was able to take all of these hundred or 213, I guess, disparate songs that I yeah. had heard and then uh, see those puzzle pieces come together into the albums that they were. Oh yeah. And that to me was like, Oh, Oh, that's a jarring, cool thing. Like revolver beginning with, Taxman and then Eleanor Rigby and you're like, well, oh, the way that this is crafted. So that's is- that's another part of the conversation because when the Beatles start off, it's singles. That yeah. is primarily uh, until Sergeant Pepper, right? That is primarily yeah. how things run, and then slowly but surely, the LP, the long play, mm-hmm. ends up becoming much more significant, and yeah. so then albums then become much much more important, and it's not just about one song it's about a collection of songs that you have and so you have albums like hard day's night you have albums like help rubber soul things like that and so they sort of come into their own really with albums and then they go and create a concept album yeah so they kind of like did all three steps right there yeah. all within the span of four years. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's again, insane. Yeah. Insane. So Even, by the way, are we in our, in our list of five things, are the Beatles, did the Beatles already hit three? Well, yeah. So the Beatles hit three. I think this was part of the article too. I'm not going to go deep into it. The next one is durability and durability. I mean, I think you could, 
you could actually go stones because yeah, they've, been, they've been around for because they've been around longer. That feels like a technicality. Yeah, I mean, it, like let's not forget John Lennon was killed ten years after the right. Beatles broke up. Yeah. Really, eleven. Do we talk about the, the last album yeah. coming out? They were already done. So that that's a bit unfair. So it's not like they could have stayed. They could have stayed together and, and gone longer. So durability is definitely the only. So, but we talked about that. Mm-hmm. They're a they're a traditional band. Yeah. There weren't four or at least three personalities trying right. to break out and do their own things. We went. I'm tired of that. At a certain point. That band became a prison for them. Yes. Are we talking about durability, though, with the band or with the recorded catalog? Well, so in here, this guy actually gave best peak work to the Stones. For Sticky Fingers? For Sticky Fingers. Yeah. And then the durability comes straight down to, you know, the the, the biggest hits for the, for the you know – Sergeant Pepper oh, right. still still charting yeah, yeah. years and years later. Sure. I actually take it the other way around. Band, let's think, since we're talking about the band, yeah, I think yeah. since we're talking about the bands themselves, I, I sort of feel like you almost have to sort of go. Well, no, I mean the the Stones were more durable because they're still here, they're right. still playing, yeah. and that has nothing to do with outside factors in terms of like you know death and murder and sure. stuff like that. No, I mean, yeah. you could you could but take it, it by the individual and the ones that are still alive. Yeah, the Rolling Stones are. Still Still playing tonight. Ringo Starr puts out a video on Twitter that says he's done signing autographs. <laughs> Peace and love. Peace, Peace and love. love. Oh, Peace my and love. You know what I mean? Like, Peace and love. You want to talk durability? That's. I mean, they. I, I feel like. I mean, spot on. I mean, the 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 Beatles. Their 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 demise was almost baked into it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. from the moment it came out, it was a commodity that was to be bought and sold. Uh, you know, at Let's the highest price. Yeah. And that was, you know, uh, something that they rebelled against and ended up giving us some of the greatest art, you know, yeah. help is literally a song like begging for help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he said so. It was like, I'm literally singing help me, help me. Um, and so, you know, they, they, they did, they, they mined everything they possibly could out of that. Uh, scenario and, and, and the four of them, you know, they helped get each other through that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. was there, was it, was it the story that, um, when Lennon puts out the two virgins album with Yoko and they're, they're naked on the cover mm-hmm. and he gets a phone call from Ringo and Ringo's like, John, you know, when you do this kind of stuff, you know, we all have to answer for it. <laughs> And, 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 and John says, no, you only have to answer the phone. <laughs> and so like, there's just, you know, they helped themselves get through it and they yeah, understood yeah. each other more, but there was also the end of it was baked in. There right. was only so much time that was going to be able to A survive. star that shines that bright can only last for so there's, long. Yes, exactly. There's a shelf life to that. Whereas, uh, Keith Richards has clearly shown that he's going to just <laughs> dance on that edge for as yeah. long as humanly possible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to quote Bill Hicks, there's a ledge beyond the edge. So he's going to be fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, all right. So then diversity. Okay. 
diversity. This well, is the they're one that... all a bunch of white dudes. <laughs> so, so the winner of this category is a this is a real tie right here. All white dudes <laughs> playing quote unquote black music yeah. at the yeah. time. Bunch That's of old right. white or yeah, a bunch of young white dudes stealing old black dudes. Yeah, uh, having a sound is important, but measure greatness is breadth of their catalog, not just a single or even a handful of signature characteristics. I mean, that's really just talking about, you know, uh, basically what we were talking about, you know, the Stones play rock and roll music, whereas the Beatles played pop and they played all yeah. sorts of different kinds I of mean, stuff. That's, that's, also- clearly a, a, that's clearly a Beatles, like... That's clearly got the edge for the Beatles then for diversity. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I just want to say one thing. Like, we talk about how the Beatles music lives forever. And in that mm-hmm. way, it's kind of encased in amber. Yes. It's almost timeless. Totally. They, mm-hmm. It still works Absolutely. today. Whereas it feels like the the Rolling Stones, they're ca- they have so many hits. Like, you forget. We could go around and name a bunch of them and still not hit the full list. Oh, But they never. feel like soundtracks to – like, Give Me Shelter – has yeah. become like one of the songs of we're in Vietnam. Yes. Like you know yeah. exactly – like it transports you somewhere. Yes. They like pull you back to different eras of of time and in a way that the Beatles don't. They bring well, you back into like the sphere of the Beatles and you're – you think of the 60s because that's when it all happened. But but yeah. there's something – they they both live on. But they live on in different ways, which is more fascinating than picking one over the other for, oh, for, for sure. how their, how oh, their for sure. music lives on. Unfortunately, I think so many of the connotations in my brain and a lot of people's brains with uh, individual, less so with the Beatles, more so with the Rolling Stones, but definitely with both of them, is products that I've seen in commercials. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At a certain point. Windows 95. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who could forget? Start me up. Yeah. Oh, that great dance. Oh, my God. <laughs> that great dancing that we saw. Palmer, I'm looking at you, buddy. I'm looking at you, buddy. Um, but yeah, that's, but that's an unfortunate side effect the, of the level of success. But, um, but even that, that's 80s. Start, you know, yeah. if you start me up, that's an eighties, yeah. that's an eighties stone song. And so if you looked at, um, you know, a set list from a stones, you know, the last stones show, which was, you know, probably within the last year, year mm-hmm. and a half, that's going to be a pretty epic, like wingspan on that set list. And that's going to be playing songs that are from the sixties, seventies, eighties. 90s and 2000s and yet there's going to be a pretty steady through line through all of those that are going to make them all sound pretty similar and Mm -hmm. and all of the same ilk and so you know that you know yeah that's not really diverse but yet it is diverse because it's covering all of these different eras of music and it's like you said even like the disco era of the stones all right well maybe not every track on that album is going to be great right but there's going to be one that's going to be on the greatest hits yeah. for yeah. sure. Do you know what I mean? Everybody knows that. Ah, ha, ha. Like, yes. No miss you. Everybody yeah. knows that song. Absolutely. And when you're, when, when you've got a career that long, isn't that what you want? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they can't all be zingers, but if you can get one or two out of 12, you know, per yeah. album, that, that'll get you, yeah. <laughs> that buys you another four years. You know, maybe. What, it, you know, you know what, what it feels mean? like? What yeah. it feels like that boils down to then, it feels like is, and that makes this question tough, is the Rolling Stones have done rock and roll every, it, every step of rock and roll in the process perfectly yeah. for 50 years. Yes. Yeah. 
but they're not the Beatles. No, they're not the Beatles. Which so this, if if I may, because I feel like we're we're coming to the end. It here. feels like yeah. Uh, this is a total cheat, but mm-hmm. I do believe that this is very very true. I feel like you cannot have one without the other. I feel like they are two sides of the same coin. Right. In that they are pop music, they are rock and roll music. One is light, one is dark. But there was dark in the light and there is light in the dark. And that the two of them, while similar in some regards and completely different in others, they can't live without each other in some yeah. strange way. Yeah. And they're always going to be intertwined. And the conversation is always going to be Beatles or Stones. Sure. And it is literally, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg? You, you can't answer it truly. Well, here's the problem, though, Colin, is they may be the, the different sides of the same coin. But on this show, we have to flip that coin. And before we do. Yeah. We're going to tell everybody about some of the great gifts they can get during Max Fun Drive. That's just Ooh, one more prof- pledge. That's, that is some break. professional podcasting right it. there. That's it. Right? That's professional. That's Listen, stamps.com. I'm available. Tell them. <laughs> you can tell do the, it. Tell the people. Get a big postage machine in your house or whatever. Tell yeah. the people. I've given us any money. Tell them. Come oh. on, Blue Apron. I got my Hella Fresh apron over there. Maybe Why are you don't sending tell me an them apron? like that. Yeah. Maybe don't, don't tell do them that. that. No, no, no. Okay. Hello, oh, Hello Fresh. Sorry. There, there you go. Yeah. There it is. I don't really don't know. Curse. Tell the people. Tell <laughs> Look, the people. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Once again, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's gone out of their way to support We Got This as a Maximum Fund member. You really are the reason that we're able to continue creating this show, and we cannot thank you enough. Absolutely. And for those of you listening, if you haven't had the chance to become a member yet, but you can, do that at MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Just remember during that process to let them know that you listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal. That's how our show benefits directly from your contribution. Thank you again. This is only week one, so that means three more weeks of premium content are headed your way. We'll see you next week for week two of Max Fun Drive, another really fun episode, and more information about what your membership does for us. Thank you. See you then. Back to the show. Okay. You want to flip the coin? We're not we have to, coin. No, we're not flipping a we coin. We can't flip a coin. We, we can't can. flip a coin. We but have we have to flip this. We have to. This coin has to land with one side face up. Knowing full well that the other side is underneath this coin. So we have to land this coin face up. Whichever one we pick, the other group's catalog is wiped from history. That's <laughs> they true. They cannot oh, be listened no. to anymore. Yeah. Wiped from the archives? Yeah, it's oh, gone. That's a I'm taking a magnet to all of it. It's oh, gone. wow. Done. Okay. Well, if that was the case, if that's the case, I pick Springsteen and Billy Joel can go bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, interesting. But I'm a white Jewish kid who grew up in the suburbs on the East Coast. Yeah, uh, I, I know. That seems to be the only Billy Joel fan there are. I know. Are. No, like, I'm joking. My first I'm was Stormfront. Can I tell you? Stormfront. It was. I was so excited to be there. Did he make it rain on stage? No. Is that one of those where he did like the curtain of rain down front and then he did? He did. We didn't start the fire, and I was singing along because I knew all the words. I was so proud of myself. Didn't start the fire. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't start. Oh my goodness. Okay. Springsteen is still the best concert I've ever seen. Yeah.
I'm a Springsteen guy, but that's another, that's another that's podcast. A whole other that's a whole other podcast in which I'm only, I can't talk about, uh, Billy Joel. Let's stick with it. <laughs> um, all right. Does he have a restraining order out against you? No, he doesn't. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. He, great. he wrote Oliver and Company. The guys. people that love him, love him. Great. I have no problem with you loving him. Uh, well, we do have a problem with you loving both the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Okay, here we go. Do you, do, am I going first? I feel yeah, like I, feel I like, have to go first. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like first, I have please. to go first, only because you guys are the hosts, and so you guys have final say. Oh. If I have to choose, I'm, I have to go with the Beatles. I'm Beatles all day. I'm also Beatles. Ah, oh, yeah. I'm also okay. Beatles. I feel like we all were trying to do the same dance, which was, can we say enough nice things yeah. about the Rolling Stones? No and yet we still things. said more nice things about the Beatles than we did yeah. about the Rolling Stones. But we couldn't even get really some of their name titles out. Yeah, it does <laughs> come down to that. Like, they're the greatest rock and roll band of all time, but they're not the Beatles. But yeah. they're not the Beatles. Yeah. I, I, I also think the, the Amber argument is really mm-hmm. sort of the, the clincher is that so much of the Beatles is just that lore is in Amber now and yeah. is looked at. You know, and looked back. I mean, they teach classes about the Beatles. Yeah. They had a nine hour documentary about them. Yeah. Um, you can name the albums. You know, we named how many Stones albums? Three, maybe maybe four. three, yeah. four. Only one of which I know really well. And the other yeah. ones I just kind of know the one, you know, the big hits, the, the yeah. two big hits off yeah. of. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Um, but that's only because the Beatles were around for that, you know, those 10 years or, or eight years or what, you know, whatever it actually is. So, yeah. um, yeah, the, the Beatles, man, it's, yeah. they, they just, they changed absolutely everything, you know? Yeah. So. People I, of the world. That's it. That's it. It's they been took, decided. Like these four guys, I, I think like a good, Sort of analogy for their career is, is the end, the final track on really what is their final album, Let It Be, yeah. was released later. Mm-hmm. That idea of like the – they all are taking turns and you get to see how talented they are mm-hmm. together. And you realize how special it was to have four people that talented play together the way that they could and the way that they did and change music for as long as they did. It's amazing that they made it for 10 years oh, considering – the 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 depth and breadth of work that they all did, even Ringo yeah. Yeah. getting out of it, they oh, you got to see like who they really were. Oh, for sure. And somehow when they came together, it was magic. It's oh, just... and by the way, like I, I do want to say because oh, we, we we've given love to everyone really, but Ringo, I will I want to go on record as saying in terms of a drummer making an intro into a song. No, I don't mean a drum intro, but literally. The drums kicking into a song. Right, yeah. Ringo was one of the best starters of all time. Oh, I like he that. He could never, start. He could that. start a drum beat flawlessly, and it might not have been the most exciting drum beat. It might not have seemed all that interesting. Yeah. It might have just been a ba boom boom on a couple of toms, and then we're into Octopus's Garden, whatever it is. Yeah. But his ability to start a song with the drums is unparalleled yeah. i mean he's really want, that's why he's one of the best drummers that, that that there is yeah is because of his ability to just start the line to start start the drum line yeah. um that in and of itself is incredible he's and the heartbeat he he is you that those other three can't exist without him and yeah. you, if yeah. you want proof i you know sure pete best would like to talk to you <laughs> 
Oh, man. How many people claim to be the fifth Beatle? Aren't there like three or four of them? No. Well, Pete Best Stuart is the Sutcliffe. one that everybody Pete knows. Pete Best, Stuart Sutcliffe, yeah. and then Brian Epstein is technically well, yeah. the, you know, the, the fifth who, who didn't play with them. Yeah. And, um, well, I can't. Well, I'm Billy, the fifth who Billy didn't Preston play with them. Billy, yeah. Billy Preston played with them. And then, uh, oh, God, what was his name? There was a tour. Very early on oh, in the, the Netherlands, and there was a kid who sat in for Ringo when he was sick, and he played like eight dates with the Beatles. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. Which is insane. If you get, if you ever read Uncle John's Bathroom Readers, you will find the short story because it's filled with great little articles, and one of them is about him. Oh, really? Kids, or like the kid who, when Keith Moon passed out at a Who concert, came up and was a drummer, like a 17 year old who knew all their songs oh, yeah, and yeah. played with them. Played hence like three the dream, with them. hence the universal dream that everyone yeah, has. Exactly. That movie, the rock star. Oh, yeah, our drummer is, is our drummer broke his arm. Yeah. Is anybody, yeah. I know how to play drums. Yep. It happened to that Filipino dude with uh, Journey. That's yeah. true. That was, yeah. a, that was a reality show. No, was I think was they, I th- no, they I just think picked they that a kid up because didn't they? I, they I don't watch Filipino reality shows. That's so true. I don't I, I don't either. Well, I don't know why I said that's true. Is- I'm like that's true. Colin does not watch <laughs> Filipino reality shows. <laughs> that's why all the lead singers. Yeah. Are I don't even know. I can, I can totally vouch. I don't for that. even know the channels in the Philippines. <laughs> I don't. I mean, oh, they have the same numbers. Do as they us. still? Yeah. Do they have like a, a Filipino uh, TV guide? I don't know yeah, how to. Yeah, Oh, they do. Okay. Oh, of course they do. It's that old TV guide channel that we used to have, where you have to wait for your the channel. Roll back up. That was like the worst. <laughs> that was the worst. You're like, what's on channel 34? 34. And then you click on that channel and you oh, see 36, yeah. 37. And you get that going. like, unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, the worst. Wow. I haven't thought about that in a long time. <laughs> Guys, we did it. We, we did it. it. Uh, Colin Hanks. Answered. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so yeah. much for having this me, was guys. A blast. You have anything really you uh, you want to plug? You're what's, working on? Uh, I, got, I got absolutely nothing. Uh, normally, I wear makeup and pretend to be other people. But sure. uh, right now, I've got a, a break. You got Hank's kerchiefs? So I got the, yeah. I got, I got Hank's kerchiefs. Hankskerchiefs.com if you're looking for a. Did you do the jacket thing? I haven't done the you jacket, the jacket thing. thing. I'm working thing on yet. the jacket. Lining the jackets try, with him is a cool Trying one. to make the jacket thing work. What but, did you get into that? What's the. I have always carried one with me. It yeah. has just always been, it was handed down from me from my dad and from my grandpa. It was just, I, I always have one with me and it would just. One of these, you know, one of these days I was like, I think I'm going to try and do something different. And I came up with this idea randomly at a baseball game and it's been a ton of fun and it's actually become incredibly successful and, uh, it's taking up more and more of my time, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's great. It's uh, groovy, uh, cool pattern, bespoke handkerchiefs. I'm trying to, you know, little, uh, little kerchiefs for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, boys. This is very cool. Uh, this topic is closed, but there are many more to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or share your favorite songs on the Facebook group. That's where you should do it. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kilman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you. Our listeners, without whom we would not have sat here and uh, talked with Colin about these these two amazing, amazing bands. Not with microphones. Not with microphones. So let me say, I want to hold your hand, and wild horses couldn't tear us apart. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.